0: Well, hello and welcome back to Virtual Team Dynamics, the All podcast, and the ongoing short series of podcasts looking at at how we can transfer the learnings from virtual teams and large virtual teams into this current challenging environment that we've got where so, so, so many people and so many organisations are finding themselves in work-from-home situations. So... This time around, I wanted to talk about conflict conflict in particularly conflict that can occur in these environments where where everyone's under stress, everyone's under unusual tensions and finding themselves with with a lot more things playing on their minds perhaps than they would normally have you know, typically. Typically you don't have to worry about family members beyond just the ongoing health conditions or the ongoing well being that they would have. You don't have to worry about having to having to share a kitchen bench with your spouse or with your partner because you're both now working from home. And you don't have you have different ways of communicating and different ways of, of relating to your colleagues and your and your work friends that mean that a lot of the tensions a lot of the tensions that occur in virtual teams simply just do not exist in co-located working environments so we you know we're all finding ourselves in different land, different landscapes we're all finding ourselves in different situations and all of these lead to very different ways in which our minds will play and things will will act on our minds when when different uh, different triggers occur so realistically again i would start by saying Assume that anyone else that you're dealing with is not trying outwardly to stress you and cause conflict. I mean, there will always be the odd person who actually who actually wants to do that for whatever reason. But by and large, the majority of people that you will come across in your working landscape will be no different than yourself, and they'll be no different in terms of how they would want to work with you in a. Distance type relationship where everyone's split around and working from home than they would be where you're working in the same office or traveling from office to office to meet with them and to see them. And if you start with that basic standing, stationary standing point of no one is really trying to to upset me, (laughs) no one is really trying to cause conflict, then start from there. And if you treat everything that you receive and treat everything that you do from that perspective and from that belief, you're far, far less likely to find yourself getting into a conflict situation. That said, of course, and it's always easy to say these things, one thing which which is a little tenet that I've really come to believe very strongly, particularly in a virtual Teams environment, perception is reality. So what you see eventually will become reality as far as how you see the world and how the world sees you so you need to work very hard on managing perceptions both your own perceptions of others and others perception of yourselves so there are two areas that you can really sort of focus on when this is happening the first one is how you can control how you react to things that may trigger conflict within yourself and really there, the, the, the sorts of triggers that you'll come across, you may be on a phone call or you may be on a conference call or you may be on a video chat or you may be receiving an email either directly or as a group email and you'll read it, you'll hear it, you'll see it and for some reason your brain will tell you that there's something in there that you need to react to in a defensive posture. It may be that someone says something and it might be, oh, I'm just waiting for for feedback from this person or that person and you are this person or that person. You may have all sorts of reasons why you've not been able to provide that feedback. You may even have provided that feedback or provided that input or provided that material. You don't have to respond to that sort of comment as I say, however it's received, you don't have to respond to that sort of comment aggressively. You can respond by just asking, "Oh, sorry. I think I thought I'd sent you that email. Had you had you not received it? Or I'm working on it. I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Or I've got all these issues that I'm dealing with, which have meant I've been a little bit harder for me to to actually get to some of these questions." Play it completely passively. Don't try and. Don't 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 overreact and don't react in ways which, which may lead to causing potential future conflict with your colleagues or which may lead others to think, oh, this person's uh, clearly going off the rails and um, and is going to be very difficult to work with. So if it's if it's a verbal comment in in a, on a, on a, a verbal communication of some description. Ask for clarification or clarify in a way which is non-confrontational, if possible. If it's a written piece of correspondence, don't immediately sit back down at your keyboard and mash out an answer that is um, confrontational. Try and respond in a way which is less, which de-escalates. Uh, respond in a way which is which is passive in terms of what you send back. And if it's something where you really need, where it really takes you back. Leave it for a few hours, a day, a couple of days, if you can, of course, time permitting. Leave it, sitting, leave it sitting in your inbox. Potentially, write a reply, but don't hit send. Uh, one of the recommendations I would make is write a reply, but delete the um, delete the recipients' email addresses from the email, so that even if you accidentally hit send, it won't actually send. So leave it, either leave your response or leave the incoming email, let it sit for a little while, then go back, have another read. And often you'll find when you go back to these things, they're nowhere near as um, as confronting as they were first time when you read them. But just try and be balanced and try and be um, relatively calm in the way you respond. Now, of course, the other side of this and the other point that you can control and you have absolute control over, over at least one half of this relationship. This is how you initiate things which may cause others to feel that you are trying to trigger a conflict with them. And this can be how you send an email, what you say. If you're the person on these calls where you, you are waiting for something from someone else, but you don't have to tell everybody on the call that you're waiting you could call the person that you're waiting for something from before the call. Ask them where they're at. Ask them what's going on. Come out. Come up with ways that you can mitigate things rather than put them on the spot and make them become defensive in the call. Similarly with emails, try and write your emails in a in a in a calm and non-confrontational way. Try and use you know, one of the things I'd recommend, and it's not necessarily what people would say is good business practice. But use, use emojis and use, use little faces and, uh, and things like that, particularly, particularly if you're corresponding with someone over an, in a, an iPhone or an iPad or any of those portable devices where the emojis show up on the messaging. They don't always come through if it's, a, if it's an email that's received um, on, a, on a desktop or a laptop computer. Those sorts of little things can express a lot more about what is intended in the message than the actual words themselves. So really be careful how you initiate correspondence with others. Think very carefully how you respond and react to correspondence that you receive. And fundamentally, and I'll close this this uh, this um, episode the same as I've tried to close some of the others, closing the ideal situation would be where everyone recognises that they are in, in unusual, uncharted and challenging situations, And we're all in this together. Nobody really knows what's happening in the other person's environment. Nobody really knows what stresses and pressures that person may be under. They may be dealing with, with family members who've got health problems. They may be dealing with shortages of one thing or another in their household. They may suddenly have had all their kids sent home from school because the schools have been closed. You just don't know. And you don't know, therefore, how the littlest things may trigger the biggest responses from people so try and be kind try and be patient try and assume that everybody wants some sort of level of support and uh, and extra bandwidth in what they're doing and not everything of course in this 9 to 5 it has to be done in a 9 to 5 manner these days if you're working from home it may be that you may need to work mornings and evenings and take the middle of the day to deal with other matters that you've got because of the situation that you find yourself in So try and balance things, balance time, balance uh, tensions and try and de-escalate and minimize the conflict that occurs within your organizations. So that's it for this particular podcast. I am going to close by running a public service announcement uh, that's been put out. So uh, so if you want to listen through that, then please do so. Um, I will continue endeavouring to put these messages and these emails and these podcasts out on a reasonably frequent basis as we all try and navigate our way through this conflict. So, yeah, take care of yourselves and speak to you all soon. Bye-bye. COVID 19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. There are a few ways to help lower the spread of this respiratory disease. Wash your hands. Avoid touching your face, including mouth, nose, and eyes. Cover your coughs and sneezes. Monitor your symptoms and consult with your doctor. Stay at home and away from other sick people except for medical care. Clean and disinfect high touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you.